Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Now we're going to Pastor Werner, who will be giving us the sermon. Good morning. Are we all ready? So this morning I want to speak on three friends and three loaves of bread. And we read it in Luke chapter 11, the verses 5 down to 13. And it reads, Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three breads or loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he answered and said, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I said to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose one of your fathers is asked by his son for a fish. Will he not give him a snake in death instead of a fish? Will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion? Will he? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So far, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this word you gave me, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, this is your word, and I pray that your word might be written in our hearts through the Holy Spirit this morning when I preach your word. Father, I thank you and I bless your wonderful name. I thank you for your word, Lord, and you never went back on your word. Your word is truth, and your word will remain to be the truth. I thank you and I bless you. I pray, give grace to speak your word and also give grace to listen to your word. And more of that, Lord, I pray, give grace to act 
upon your word. We thank you and we do bless your wonderful, glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now Jesus tells us a situation and that was pretty normal in Israel or in the Orient. If someone was traveling and night fell on him, he was looking for a friend that would have lived in that area where night fell upon him. Perhaps to go to him and stay overnight there and so on. And this happened what Jesus is talking about. A friend came to him. And I want to dis, uh, distinguish between first the hosting friend, secondly, the friend from the street, as the German Luther Bible calls him, the, the friend from the street, and lastly, the heavenly friend. So there are three friends, and the so-called hosting friend, he was asking for three loaves of bread. And it's very interesting, we see here the hosting friend. In early Christianity, it was very common and normal that um, we were welcome or they were welcoming friends who came over there. And the Bible speaks clearly about it in First Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 9. Be hospitable to everyone without complaint. That means they should be able to receive somebody without complaining. So, oh, well, um, it doesn't fit me right in the time or so. He said, be hospitable. Let people come to you. Take them up. And I remember when I was a boy, my mother, she was very hospitable. And it was a very cold um, day. And at night, all of, all of a sudden, a widow came with her two children. It was rainy. They were totally uh, drenched in water. And they were asking for a night's sleep. Of course, my mother, she was so full of the love of Jesus. She took them in. And I remember that still as a little boy. Their uh, clothes were wet. And the clothes were hung up in order to be warmed and to be dried. So this is something normal. Christians should be hospitable. And perhaps if you haven't tried this, do it more and invite people and even those who never ever you have seen. We have got another scripture and that is normal for Christians as well. It should be normal for us, for you and me today as well. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says there, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now we know it refers to Abraham he was entertaining angels 
as God was on the way to look on the situation in Sodom and Gomorrah. Some people want to see angels, invite some, and you might perhaps some angels to entertain, and that is so important. Very interesting, we read it in Matthew chapter 14. I don't want to read uh, the whole section, but uh, it was, we read about Jesus who went to a, a secluded place when he actually heard that John the Baptist has died. Jesus withdrew. And on the next morning, when he was at the shore, people heard about where Jesus would have been, and they all came to Jesus. And we read it, a very interesting thing. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate, and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus, but Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Now, we know Jesus did miracles and he fed the 4,000 and he fed the 5,000. And now Jesus pushes and shifts the responsibility to his disciples. And he said, you feed them. And that's also our task today, that we should feed the world with the bread of life. The church, let me put this way, is the hosting friend. We have got a great task, and that's so important. It's nice to be together this morning the way we are. We can see each other. We can wave to each other, and we can say, I love you and welcome. How are you going? And so on. But the task of the church is far, far greater. The church is the hosting friend. Now it happened to this hosting friend when his friend from the street, as Luther calls him, he had nothing to set before him. And he said, well, I know another friend. And he went to this friend and he thought he might have perhaps bread to, le to lend me and later on I will give him back. And he was on his way. Remember, the church is not an entertainment club. We have not come together in order to have some entertainment. We entertain each other by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Amen? And that's so important. Now, this friend, the actually hosting friend, who was supposed to invite his friend from the street, he opened his cupboard and to his dismay, he saw the cupboard is empty. There is no bread anymore. And he said, well, I'm going to go to this friend I know. And the hosting friend knew another friend. And he went to him at night and asked him. And 
He said, a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. Now there's a very inconsiderate answers, answer he heard from the inside. His friend said, do not bother me. What a horrible thing he had to hear. He, had, he thought, well, he is my friend. And sometimes friendship can be so close and also so loose when it comes to the real test. Friends sometimes can deny us in some way. Do not bother me. And he came up with excuses. There are no excuses for the church. If somebody comes, inquires for salvation, we must be able to hand out the bread of life and offer him salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's so important. When I was a young pastor in Germany, it was my intention that every Christian must be able to lead some to Jesus Christ. And that's important. And I wish we also, we, and everyone who listens to this morning to my preaching, you must be able also to lead a sinner to Christ. When somebody comes to you and says, I want to believe in Jesus, what would you say? Well, come to church, not good enough. Read the Bible, not good enough. You might be able to open the Bible and give him the bread of life. And that's important. And I taught in the church in Germany very, very often and very clear. Each time when we had an evangelic outreach or gospel meetings, I had, um, I taught them how to handle people when they would come to receive Jesus Christ. Have you ever led somebody to Jesus? Isn't that the greatest joy of ministry? to lead somebody to Jesus. Hallelujah. Some pastor was asked, what would your greatest joy when Jesus comes? And he said at that moment, it would be the greatest joy for me when I would be found on my knees with my hand on the shoulder of a sinner and leading him to Jesus. That is the greatest joy and also the greatest task of the church. How important is that? A sleepy church is inconsiderate. A sleeping church would say, do not bother me. We want to have our peace. Do not bother me. And they feel some kind of of a little bit edgy when they are being spawned on to save people, to preach the gospel and be a testimony 
to others. Now interesting what Jesus says here about this friend who was already gone to bed. In verse 8 we we'll, we'll read, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend. And I want to put a very important emphasis. Persistence is stronger than friendship, even mateship is something very important. And it is persistence in the way of God. Now, what does Jesus say? I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Jesus points out one word, and I want to point out this word as well for each and every one. Persistence. Persistence is so important. Hallelujah. Now let's have a look at a friend from the street. This is the unbelieving person living in darkness and life of want. The friend from the street does have no need for entertainment. Churches who are entertaining and think this is the service to entertain people, give them some kind of entertainment, you will not reach the friend from the street. He is not inter interested in entertainment. He is interested in the bread of life. Hallelujah. And Jesus said it himself in John chapter 6, verse 35. We read, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. This is what a friend from the street needs. He needs Jesus, not entertainment or anything else. He needs Jesus. And he needs the bread of life, who is Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Now the friend from the street needs rest as well, because he was the whole day on the road. And on the donkey trek he went, there were nowhere a rest place, or there was no uh, hotel or no McDonald's and stuff like that. So he went to a place, he knew, well, in the next village there is a friend of mine, and I will go into him. And of course, the friend, the first friend, the so-called hosting friend, was willing to let him in. But his problem was his cupboard was empty. Don't we find ourselves sometimes empty as well? We have nothing to give. And each time when I pray and prepare myself for preaching, I say, Lord, I have nothing. My cupboard is empty. Fill it, Lord. 
fill it with your spirit that I might minister life to the church, minister life to each and everyone. I hope you receive that bread of life. Hallelujah. And that's so important. Now, this friend from the street, as Luther calls him, he wants rest. And Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 and to 30, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now we see this friend who had bread to give, he couldn't be bothered. Don't bother me. And he has excuses. I'm already in bed on all my children. The door is shut. It takes too much of an effort. Brothers and sisters, nothing should be too much of an effort for our brothers and sisters or even for the friend from the street. The greatest joy, as I said, is this. To lay your hands on a sinner, pray with him, lead him to Jesus. That is the greatest joy in the ministry. Hallelujah. And that is great. Now, if we don't have anything to give, there is a third friend. And I want to apply to this third friend. The third friend is our heavenly friend Jesus. The friend with plenty of loaves is Jesus, our heavenly friend. He said three things in concrete, and that's important in verse number nine. I say to you, Ask and it will be given to you. That's the first thing Jesus put into concrete. It stays forever and ever as long as Jesus lives. Amen? That is true. And Jesus never ever takes this away and withdraws and says, Well, I said it then. No, it's still there. He said, Ask and I will give to you. And the next thing he puts into concrete, seek and you will find. In other words, it hasn't changed. If anyone is seeking the Lord, he will find him. Hallelujah. And that's why we should seek the Lord as long as it is time. Now it's still time. It's the age of grace. And this word is still in concrete and is not loose, not doesn't rock. It is in concrete set. Seek and you will find. And the third thing Jesus puts into concrete as well and is this knock and it will be open to you. Hallelujah. 
Jesus made these things so clear and puts them in concrete. And that's why the Bible says, when you knock on, the, on God's door, he will not hear or you will not hear from the inside. I can't be bothered. God has our attention as soon as we come to him in prayer. He is there and his door will be opened. The door that will be shut is only for the foolish five virgins. Finally, that it clicked in them. We missed the time and they wanted to go to the bridegroom. They knocked at the door and the door was shut. The door remained shut. And he said, I don't know you. Where are you from? Brothers and sisters, if you lack of any of these three breads or loaves that he was asking for, let's go to the Lord. Let's knock at the door. Let's ask. And you will see, he will give us praise the Lord. Now Jesus is elaborating on this thought a little bit more. And let's read in verse 11. Now suppose one of your fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? Jesus gives us two examples, and I call them the two bad examples. God is not like this, amen? God is not joking with us when we come with all of our heart to him. No, God hears us. And that's so important and very clear for us. These two bad examples, God is not like. If your son asks for a fish, that God would give you something else, a snake, or if you ask for a, an, an egg, he will not give you a scorpion. And Jesus makes a conclusion. And I think this is so important for every Christian. And if you still have an anti-Pentecostal attitude, listen to this. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, now listen, that's what Jesus says. It's not my interpretation. It's what Jesus says. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who what? To those who what? Who ask him. Are we allowed to ask for the Holy Spirit? Jesus brings it very clearly here. 
I've heard people say, well, nowhere in the Bible should we ask for the Holy Spirit. Here it is. Here it is. And no one less than Jesus said it. Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? And this how much more is so powerful. It's been said by Jesus and Jesus didn't joke in any way. Underline it in your Bible. I have it. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to those who what? Who, to those who what? Ask. The Holy Spirit has to be asked to come into your life. And that's so important. Remember the hosting friend when you opened his cupboard and his cupboard was, was empty. He came with a question to one of his friends he knew and he was asking for three loaves in verse 5. I'm going to read it again. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend from a journey has come and I have nothing to set before him. We have nothing in ourselves. I have nothing in myself. I only can give what I received. And I received this from the Lord for this morning. How much more? How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? In the beginning, the hosting friend who has nothing in his cupboard left, he was asking for three loaves. And let me put these three loaves we receive and can receive from our heavenly friend. Hallelujah. Our heavenly friend is listening to you in this very moment. Perhaps. You might be so empty, say, Lord, I have nothing to give. The first loaf is eternal salvation. Hallelujah. I am the bread of life, Jesus says. He who comes to me, he will have life. And the next bread is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I do believe in the Holy Spirit. Jesus can give a wonderful baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you never ever experience this, you can ask. And here is that what Jesus said. How much more the Heavenly Father will give to you not only eternal salvation in Jesus. He also will give you a baptism 
in the Holy Spirit with a whole lot, even with gifts of the Holy Spirit, that you might be able to minister through the gifts of the Holy Spirit as we read in First Corinthians chapter 12 and 14. And there's another bread, and that comes from Jesus too. And that is the third loaf, healing for your body. Hallelujah. Healing for your body. I have experienced many times, I have experienced in my early ministry, and I experienced it recently. Recently. I must say, I think it was last Sunday, my wife Ella, she was always under a lot of pain in her body. And perhaps you might remember I preached on one of these Sundays that those who came to Jesus asked him that they might touch the hem of his garment. And we read, those who touched his hem of the garment. It's in one way our action, we must reach out to Jesus by faith. And we prayed, and Ella had the best sleep in that night. And that's so wonderful. Praise the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord. He has also the bread of healing for you, body. I heard this term here in Australia, and I learned it. Healing is the children's what? Pastor Gary? Healing is the children's bread, the Bible says. Yeah, you were not um, mooted, were you? Oh, yeah, but I can't see it on my screen. Okay, but healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. You know what it refers to? It refers to the Phoenician woman and mother. When Jesus said it is not good to take away the bread and give it to the dogs. And Jesus referred it to the heathen. But she said, and yet, even if there are some crumbs falling off the rich table, we will take them. And this woman was by Jesus praised. Oh, woman, your faith is what? Is great. Such a faith I have not seen in Israel, in the nation that should be full of faith in God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the wonderful name of Jesus. Remember, there is the hosting friend. He got a friend from the street. His cupboard was empty. He went to another friend. And that's so important for us too. 
we have nothing to give on our own, do we? I haven't. If I don't receive anything from the Lord, I can't give anything. But if I receive from the Lord, I give it to you. That's what Paul said each time when we remember at communion. And we read the scripture, I received it from the Lord. I received it from the Lord. It was not his idea. And he didn't go around and ask the disciples, what did Jesus do? What was it? No. He said, I received it from the Lord. Things you receive from the Lord will help. And it is bread of life. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Oh Jesus, you are the heavenly friend to whom we could turn in times of need where we have nothing to give. Oh Lord, unless we as a church and we as your ministers receive from you, we have nothing to give. But I pray, Lord, that this word I preached might encourage people to search you and come to you, to the heavenly friend, and receive from you everything we would need. need. We thank you in the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.